0: That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. Movement that encourages you to live with less—less less stuff, less possessions, less clutter—and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So, what is minimalism? it's the Gracefield way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalist Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hi friend, welcome back to the Minimalish podcast. I am so glad you're here this week. You know, I love being here with you each week, chatting with you about living more intentionally. And today we are going to talk about contentment and we're going to get a little bit specific. We're going to talk about being content with our homes. But before we dive in, I want to share a review with you quickly. I want to do this more often just because I want to say thank you. I want to kind of give back to you, those of you that are reviewing or just sending me encouraging messages about how the show is making a difference to you. You keep me going, you keep me creating, so thank you so much for taking the time to do that. It means more to me than I could even express. This review is from a mom with the username rnl24, and she said, I just became a mom of a newborn and life became drastically more chaotic and overwhelming. During late night feedings, I found minimalish and was so encouraged by the variety of topics that address the very areas I was struggling with. Unlike many mom podcasts or mom media, this builds you up instead of compounding your mom guilt and feelings of inadequacy. This podcast offers tools for daily success and hope for each day. Sharing this podcast with all my mom friends. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for those kind words, and thank you for sharing with your mom friends. Um, I totally feel that struggle. I can remember what it feels like to have a newborn and just. Life changing completely and becoming more chaotic and overwhelming. And kind of soon after the newborn phase is when my husband and I jumped into minimalism and it made such a difference. It brought peace into this new parenting thing that was just full of overwhelm and anxiety up until that point. So thank you again for this review and I hope that this podcast continues to encourage you to just embrace joy and peace in your motherhood even when it feels hard because yes it does feel hard a lot of the time and that is completely normal But there is peace available to us, and that's what I want to encourage you in each week. So let's move on to our topic today. When it comes to minimalism, we talk about our homes a lot. We talk about decluttering our homes as kind of the first step in the process to a minimalist life and an intentional life because we need to get intentional with the environment we live in and the environment around us because clutter can cause stress and anxiety. So we talk about our homes a lot in minimalism, but what also happens is that on Instagram or on Pinterest, if we search minimalism, we see all these beautiful decluttered perfect homes and we start to compare and because of this, we get less content with our own situation. So I wanna talk about that today, and I wanna give you five steps towards contentment, towards loving your actual home and getting content with your home. Because if we stay discontent with our homes, even after we declutter, what happens is we might end up cluttering our homes back up because we'll get into that mindset that stuff is what fills us up, The stuff is going to make our homes prettier or better. So we're just going to talk about all of that today. And lately, I've also realized that there is kind of a problem um, with some of the language that we use in minimalism. And one of those phrases is sparking joy. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well. So we all want our homes to be a peaceful place and maybe at one point our homes stressed us out and that's what brought us to minimalism or maybe that's like your current situation that's what is bringing you to listening to this podcast so why do we have a hard time being content and loving the current home that we're living in well first it might be the clutter but even after we've decluttered we find it hard to be content in our homes so why is that maybe it's the way that we're viewing our homes and like i mentioned at the beginning maybe it's about comparison Maybe the people that are, you know, including me, I post my home on Instagram sometimes. So maybe the pictures that are meant to be inspiration are making us compare our homes to other people's homes and feeling, you know, our home isn't perfect enough or beautiful enough. Maybe it's the way our mind has been conditioned. So there is this term spark joy, or I guess it's a phrase. And I said, I'm going to talk about that. It's coined by Marie Kondo. And lately, I've been realizing that this word is, you know, it's one that I use. It's really helpful in decluttering. And I love Marie Kondo. She is the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up um, and the Netflix series Tidying Up. And we use this phrase, sparking joy, because of Marie Kondo. And we use it to say, like, as we're decluttering, does it spark joy? And if it does, we keep it unless we have like a thousand duplicates of it. Um, and if it doesn't spark joy, then we get rid of it. So while this is a lovely concept, it can also be detrimental to us. It helps us determine like what we should keep in our homes. I think when we take this idea of sparking joy and pair it with our current Pinterest-worthy and Instagram-worthy culture, it has the potential to have us believing that throwing away our perfectly fine set of measuring cups because they don't spark joy is a worthy step in our intentional living journey. So, you know, we see something in our homes, it's useful, it's something that we kind of need, but we're like, this does not spark joy because of the color and then we get rid of it and then we're like, okay, I can buy a new set of measuring cups now. So we want our homes to be a haven versus being stressful and filled up with excess stuff. And as we declutter, we start to feel that haven. But soon after, we find ourselves discontent again. And the problem is, you know, this idea of comparison, the pictures on Instagram or Pinterest, they're soon going to convince us that You know, when you open your kitchen drawer, everything has to spark joy. Everything should look pretty. Everything in your kitchen should match. In fact, to be a minimalist, all of your things, maybe they need to be like a neutral color or stainless steel. Everything needs to have like clean lines and be beautiful and bright. And if your measuring cups are plastic and red, you need to discard them for a stainless steel set that photographs well. And I say that because I have red plastic measuring cups, which just like a random example um what I'm getting at with all of this measuring cup talk is that you know you could insert any useful home item into my example bath towels bed sheets pots and pans whatever like our styles and tastes change as we go And while we declutter, if we use that term, sparking joy, we can find ourselves throwing out these perfectly useful things and justifying just buying new, prettier versions. The problem with believing everything in our home needs to spark joy is that it can still have us buying into this consumerist society. On so many levels, that's just not what minimalism is about. Minimalism isn't about everything in our homes being pretty. It's about living more intentionally, we have to have more space and time to do so, and that's why we declutter our homes and live with less. Because it's not about everything sparking joy, or having matchy-matchy everything in your house, and your cupboards, looking perfect together. That's just not the point. It's about having enough, and letting go of what doesn't matter, and what is just taking up space. So, How do you get content with your current home and throw away this pretty culture mindset, this mindset of your home needing to be Instagram worthy to be like a good home? So I'm gonna give you five ways on how we can get content with our homes. And the first one, I was talking about this mantra of sparking joy, so the first one is to change our mantra. If your mantra is sparking joy, or even if it isn't, even if it's just like in the back of your mind that while you're decluttering, everything needs to look pretty if it's going to stay in your home, this keeps us discontent. It's unlikely that our house will ever get to that point where everything sparks joy, unless we are going to buy new things every time there are new decor trends and throw away our perfectly good and useful stuff in the name of like things being beautiful and sparking joy and being on trend. Instead, maybe our mantra could be, use what you have, or use it up, wear it out. I think this mantra goes better hand in hand with minimalism. And my friend Adrian from At The Little Minimalists is the one who told me that they use this mantra of use what you have, and I just love that. Again, while that idea of sparking joy can help us declutter, it can also keep us making impulse purchases. Because the other day I was at Target and I saw a mint green mug and it definitely sparked some joy in my heart. I love coffee mugs, but we have pared down our coffee mugs for a reason. They take up space and I have totally great mugs in my cupboard already. So Instead of buying a new one that sparks joy just because it's pretty, you know, maybe I should instead use up the ones that I have. If your towels are no longer your favorite color, but they're still in good condition, use them up and wear them out. Have you ever heard the term throwaway culture? It's a term that was coined by Pope Francis and it's the perfect description of what believing everything needs to be pretty and spark joy can get us to act like. It can get us throwing away these perfectly useful things and adding to landfills just so that we can buy something prettier instead. Look, if you even have enough mugs for each member in your family to use one in the mornings, you have more than the majority of people on this planet. If you have enough towels for every member of the family, you have enough. What if we get grateful about what we do have and let go of the idea that everything has to look pretty and match to make us content with the home that we live in? And we instead adopt this mantra of using what we have and being grateful for those things, which leads me to the second step towards getting content, which is gratitude. Gratitude is kind of, I would say it encompasses everything when it comes to getting content. And we need to remember that contentment is pretty much never about buying something new and pretty much always about getting grateful for what you already have. Once we declutter, it can be really easy to just reaccumulate, but we have to work on discipline and contentment. How do we get content? That's kind of what I'm talking about in this whole episode, And the main way, this number two is kind of the heart of contentment, getting grateful, being grateful for what we have, defining what is enough and looking around and reminding yourself that you already have that. You have enough. Not that we can't ever buy anything. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying to get content with what we have, to get grateful is about choosing gratitude over wanting something more or choosing gratitude in the midst of that feeling of wanting something more. Looking around and being grateful for what you have is going to combat that urge to accumulate more. So when we're looking at minimalist homes on Instagram or Pinterest, using that mantra of sparking joy over and over again, are you encouraged to stay content when you're doing those things? Or are you encouraged to run out to... Target or whatever other store you love, and buy a perfect decorative basket to store your things. Because neither of these things are bad. This phrase, sparking joy, isn't bad. Looking at other minimalist homes for inspiration isn't bad. But we need to make sure our heart is in the right place when we're doing these things, or else it can cause us to reaccumulate instead of get content with what we have. Minimalism isn't about buying new stuff to curate a pretty home. It's about getting content with what you have and getting content with less so that you have more joy. Joy is an important part of minimalism. Your life should spark joy because you've created space in your life to do the things, to do the actual things that spark joy. It's not about, you know, inanimate objects, but about your life in general, the way that you're living. Stuff isn't the road to true joy. It's not that stuff can't, you know, give us moments of happiness or kind of add value to our lives. It's just that in our consumer's culture, we put way too much focus on the value that stuff adds, and we realize that it doesn't actually add that much real value at all. Again, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for the time that you regain from having less when you know your priorities and you spend the time on and you spend time on these things because you don't have to spend time on managing all of your stuff anymore that's the road to joy okay i'm interrupting really quickly because i want you to know that i value your opinion so much and I have a listener survey that I created. It will literally take you five minutes or less. So I would love to hear from you. I wanna know what do you wanna continue to hear on the show or what do you wanna hear that you're not hearing right now? I wanna know all these things. I wanna know what you're struggling with most, what you wanna hear from me. I wanna make sure that this show is serving you well. So head to DesireeEndries.com slash listener survey. The link is in the show notes and that is going to get you there so that you can fill out this super quick survey and let me know what you wanna hear because that's what I wanna give you. All right, friends, let's get back to the episode. All right, my third step for you is a hard one. It's to stop scrolling. So if you're feeling really discontent with your home, that can be a sign that you're maybe scrolling too much. And maybe you're not even engrossed in kind of the minimalist community and you don't follow a lot of minimalist accounts. So you don't see those perfectly decluttered homes that I'm talking about. But no matter what, if you're just looking for like home decor ideas or inspiration on Pinterest, Instagram, wherever, we can easily see homes that look more updated than ours, more perfectly put together than ours, newer than ours. And I'm sure it is not that person's intention who posted that picture to make you less content with your actual home and your actual life, unless they're trying to sell you something. But it can be our own heart and mindset that can get us in that place of comparison so easily and just start to feel Just make us start to feel discontent with our own homes. Sometimes we just need to stop scrolling. Sometimes we need to unfollow. I love sharing my own home and while I don't always post pictures of my home because that's just not what I'm all about, when I do, it's never my intention to make you feel bad about your home. I try to show you real life, but if it's making you feel bad about yours, I would have no hard feelings if you unfollowed. My house is far from updated or perfectly curated, but still, just using my own example. Sometimes we need to look around at what we have in our own homes and force gratitude for our imperfect but perfectly useful things instead of looking at what everyone else has and feeling bad about our things, which are perfectly good and useful and we should be grateful for them rather than be feeling bad about them. All right, number four is to make do and make it your own. So when it comes to our homes and getting content with our actual homes, I totally do believe in making your home your own making it a space that you love to be in. I don't think minimalism means you should never buy another thing. So I know I've been telling you that we should use it up and wear it out. And I believe in that. So how can we make do with what we have and still make our home a place that we love to be in, a place that does reflect us? Let me give you an example of my own, my current desk. It's not super sturdy. It's from Aldi. Honestly, it was $40. It's small, it's it's not the same color as the wood on the shelves in my office. When things are mismatched, I'm not gonna lie to you, I like matching things. So this has bothered me at times. This has led me to believe that I should replace my desk. It would make me happier and more creative if I had a new desk. At least that's what I believed. But this is false. It's not that I'm never going to buy a new desk, maybe someday but I should probably use up the one that I have a bit first. It's perfectly great. It works well for what I need it for. I need to just get content with this and use it. So I decided instead of getting a new one, if I really want to, I can paint the one that I have. I already have the paint and it would be a quick and easy way to not buy anything new and make do with what I have, which is perfectly useful instead of contributing to the consumer society that says I should have the next best and prettiest thing. So how can you make do with what you have? Get crafty with it. Move furniture around. Use one piece of furniture for a different purpose than it's supposed to be used for. We have a coffee cart that is actually a changing table. Just move stuff around if you have the painting skills or skills to like transform something, you can transform a piece of furniture. Whatever it is, make do with what you have, mix it up, create something different out of it, and make your house your own with what you already have. This is also kind of a budget friendly tip, as well as a tip with getting content with your actual home. So, number five. And the last tip is to focus on what your home does for you. So this is kind of another step into the direction of gratitude. If your home is ever perfect enough or updated enough to look like it's on HGTV, will you actually be content with it then? Or will you find something else that's wrong with it? Will you continue your pursuit for pretty and keep buying things and recluttering your home with things you believe are filling you up? or making your home a more joyful place to be. What actually makes your home joyful? Is it a perfect updated look? No, it's not the stuff. It's the people in it. The experiences happening within those four walls. Be grateful for what you love about your home, but even more for the people in it. For the movie nights and cuddles and dinner parties and whatever else goes on in your home. Focus on that. Because no home needs to be perfect to be a place to live in and love in. I'm not here to tell you that you should never buy something new. I'm not here to tell you that your measuring cups, to go back to that example, that might have been a little bit chewed on by your dog or are a wedding gift from 20 years ago and you're missing a couple. I'm not here to tell you you can't replace those. That's not what this is about. You probably should replace those. And I buy new things still. It happens. Probably more than I'd like to, but I'm working on it. I'm not trying to blame anyone with homes that look like they should be on HGTV. That is amazing and beautiful. I'm trying to say, though, that they are not the only ones who have a good home. You can be content with the home that you have right now. You can live happy and well within your current home and your current season. This is about the idea that contentment should be at the heart of your minimalist journey instead of the idea that everything needs to spark joy or be pretty. Your home doesn't have to look like HGTV to be enough or to be a space that you can feel happy in. It doesn't have to be perfectly tidy at all times or be updated or have new features or be Instagram worthy. It just has to be your own, filled up with what you love and more importantly, who you love and steeped in gratitude. The idea is to get rid of the excess, not so that we can replace the perfectly useful things with prettier things, but so that we can focus on what's right in front of us. So let's focus less on everything sparking joy, Let's remember that not everything needs to be pretty and let's maybe replace it with the idea of being content with what we have and using it up. Let's seek moving towards less so we can focus daily on being fully content and fully grateful with what we have and then spend our time on what actually matters. So something I would love for you to do, I want to see what you love about your home. What imperfect thing do you love about your home? Or what, you know, makes your quirky actual home that you live in the place that you love to be? Because, personally, my home is, like, from the 1950s. It's this weird multi-level home concept that isn't really around anymore and, you know, in the newer architecture. And I just... I love being in this home. This home is small and cozy. It's so different than the newer home that we lived in when we lived in Charlottesville. And I love it so much more just because of its imperfections, because I am more focused on gratitude, more focused on contentment. And I just love this home. So this week, I'm gonna be sharing with you something that I love about my home. I wanna see what you love about your home. What is it that makes you love your actual home? Or if you're struggling to love your home, like do some contentment exercises, get grateful, look around and figure out what it is that makes you grateful. And then share that on Instagram, share it on a story or on a post, tag me in it. And if you have a private account, just so you know, I'm not going to be able to see what you're tagging me in. So you can message me on Instagram and show me what it is that makes you happy and joyful in your own home, in the actual imperfect home that you live in. I'd love to see that. So definitely share that with me and tag at Minimalish Podcast, where I will be talking with Diane Bowden, the host of the Minimalist Moms podcast, and we are going to continue this conversation on contentment next week. That's not all we talk about. We have a great conversation on minimalism in general, but we do talk about contentment, and I'm going to bring you more thoughts on this subject. Diane's going to bring you more thoughts on this subject, so make sure you listen in. To next week's episode and then next week you're also going to get a bonus episode well it's not really a bonus episode it's going to become a part of this podcast in the months ahead and that is you will get one extra podcast a month and that podcast is going to be a coffee date episode I told you guys about this idea on Instagram, and if you're there following me, then you probably voted yes, so many of you voted that you wanted to hear coffee date episodes, but instead of taking away a typical type of episode that I do in the month, I'm just gonna add one because I love you all so much, I love being here so much, I just wanna give you an extra episode, and it's going to be that new coffee date episode. I'm not gonna tell you who's gonna be on it, but I am gonna tell you that it's coming next week on Friday and I don't think you're going to want to miss this one. I don't think you're gonna to wanna to miss this guest that I'm having on next week. Can't tell you who it is because I just wanna keep it a surprise for you but you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. And hey, if you are loving this podcast, I know I ask you this every week, but if you haven't yet, if you haven't yet given it a rating or review, I would greatly appreciate it. Guys, your ratings and reviews are helping so much and they help other people get eyes on the minimalish podcast. I just am so grateful to be in this position where I get to talk to you each week about the things that have changed my life and that I hear from you that they're changing your lives too. I'm so grateful I get to share other women with you on guest episodes, and I just love being here, and I love that you guys are loving it as well. So give it a rating or a review if you're loving it. All right, guys, that's all for this week. I am so glad you listened in today, and I can't wait to talk to you again here next week.